This is Grindhouse Courthouse After Hours. Welcome to Grindhouse Courthouse After Hours, where we can't stop talking about Highlander. We just can't get enough of it. Holy cow. If you missed our last episode, we discussed in great detail the first Highlander movie from 1986, including how being an immortal works, Christopher Lambert's piercing gaze, and the strange homoerotic relationship between he and Sean Connery, an Egyptian, Spanish, Scottish immortal who dresses like a pimp. But we just can't get enough of this bizarre series. We must go deeper, just like McLeod and Ramirez must have. I am fascinated, despite all the flaws of this first movie, and there are many, how this thing has managed to have three movies and two TV series and books and all the rest of it. So why does this have the cultural relevance that it seems to have? People like Highlander, and I don't get it. I'm flabbergasted by this. The idea is neat. The idea. The idea is neat, but this movie is, is not neat. The execution? They they drove this off a cliff in a flaming vehicle. Yeah, but the the idea is what keeps everything going, right? I, I I guess people like swords. Well, people like to say there can be only one. It's just like unhinged. What would you do if you were in that situation? So that comes to the point of what would you do with immortality, Matt? I I would definitely do more than uh, our friend High, our Highlander friend did. I'd, I'd I'd read some books. I'd learn how to I'd learn how to play the piano. Maybe I'd start a religion, start a cult or something. Yeah, that's where it is. Yep. Yeah. And yep. your holy ground's everywhere then. You're safe. Exactly. Everywhere I go is holy. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Just say, I I am a god, therefore everywhere I am is holy, therefore you can't come and attack me. Also, my followers are like crazy devotees who are hunting down other immortals for me to bring them to me so that I can behead them and take their power. Yeah. That's a solid strategy. But you can't fight them because you're on Holy Ground. No, but his... It's just a tradition. It's not actually a rule. It's a tradition. Anybody can break that rule. When there's only two of them left, why didn't they just fucking fight? I know. I think... I think... Who's going to enforce the rules? We're not leaving until you answer that, Dylan. Well, I think they shouldn't have... They shouldn't have implied that it was an optional tradition. They should have, like, been like, no, the demon magic compels us not to fight on Holy Ground. Because... You can't have the Kurgan just be like a completely psychotic evil guy, but still be like, yeah, but that's like, that's a customary tradition, which I deeply (laughs) respect. Like, he's a crazy nut job. Like, they're going to respect the tradition like that. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. Uh, So many of these things, and this is all just, you know, what we've read, but the original script did things in a slightly more appealing way. And then the studio got involved and said, we're saving money and we're changing this. And the Terminator's popular right now. So dress him up like the fucking mm-hmm. Terminator and make him a crazy psycho. And it's like, okay, I guess. Right. Yeah. I imagine it's like in the early two thousands, <sighs> like you couldn't watch an action movie without everyone decked out in like leather trench coats and wearing sunglasses and shit. Even if it made no sense in the movie, it was just like, no, the, the Matrix was cool, therefore we want this movie to be cool. It's like, well, yeah. nothing less cool than trying to look like The Matrix, but okay. <laughs> but was this based on a book or was this just an original screenplay? It was a screenplay that uh, sort of Highlander series owner, because he's kind of kept control of it throughout the years. Uh, he wrote it when he was probably a teenager, might have been 20. Um, he was just an undergrad at uh, UCLA, I think, in a screenwriting course. 
And someone said, stop drilling, you hit oil. <laughs> and he sent the Appar- out. And- Apparently he admitted he ripped it off from like a uh, Ridley Scott movie, The Duelists, which I have not seen. I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with, but. Uh- well, The Duelist is a nice story about two dudes who have to fight with swords throughout different periods of time. So yeah, the. The, the the evidence is there, yeah. I think. And he put it. Uh, this is a good movie. If you yeah, and you see, it seems like this guy has put as much thought into the rules as I did in the past five seconds. So <laughs> um, that explains it, right? Yeah. yeah. Then that TV show Outlander came out, which was kind of not the same, but basically the same take. It does time travel instead of immortality, but it's still like all about boinking and doinking and sucking and fucking. I'm pretty sure there's like <laughs> I don't know. It's more my my mom's style and my wife watches watch some of it too and every time i'd walk in the room two people were definitely boinking so i'm like is that all that happens in this show (laughs) (laughs) that's what the people want that's what it's really all about maybe that's what i would actually do if i was immortal i wouldn't start a religion i'd just be fucking everything i could find (laughs) every organism there was (laughs) today let's make a show about it well, you're immortal. If you lose your penis, it'll grow back. So there's really no limit on what you can suck and fuck, right? Yeah. You it, can put your dick in that. And it grows back more powerful, too. <laughs> you see that stag over there, McLeod? You can, you can feel it. Wait, what, what did you do to the stag? Oh, my God. You sick fuck. <laughs> Sucking and uh, fucking back and so forth did we, forever. So did we want to discuss how we would fix this movie? Yes. Okay. So, uh, Dylan, do you have um, any ideas of how you'd fix Highlander? Or do you think Highlander is perfect in every way? Wouldn't change a thing. I'd recast every single role. (laughs) (laughs) Good start. (laughs) So let's just make Sean Connery the Highlander. I think everyone can agree that would make a whole lot of sense. Uh, Yep. I mean, I I don't mind Christopher Lambert, so we can make him uh, another Highlander. But he cannot be Scottish. Make him, oh, I don't know, French. Kurgan can stay, but change the rules a little bit for him. Make him like full-blown psychopath who does not respect traditional rules. And then clarify what the prize is. I know in the third one, I think the prize is like the world explodes and the Highlander like flies off into space. And I know I'm not making that shit up. We'll check that after the recording. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's oh, yeah. the ultimate, ultimate prize. There's, uh, yeah, there's, there's the thing. He just goes like, he's just like Poochie and he goes, my planet needs me. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, on that note too, um, just to completely derail what we're talking about. Is it weird that every character in this movie is fucking obsessed with Connor McLeod? <laughs> Ramirez, the yeah. Kurgan, uh, all of his boinking buddies. They're all just like, you're the coolest guy. Where's his Connor? Friends before he died too, right? He just does the Christopher Lambert laugh. He does the Christopher Lambert laugh that makes everyone... <laughs> <laughs> Which at first I thought was Raiden's <laughs> laugh, but turns out nope, he just uses it in every single role of his. Christopher Lambert, yeah. Uh, so those are all really solid choices. I would either remove Queen entirely from doing oh, the soundtrack, mm. or make them do the entire thing. Queen, Queen's in there, right? I, I mean, I, I like Queen. I like the songs they did for this, but like. Cutting back and forth between the score that Michael Kamen did, which is also good, is weird. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'd get Eminem mm-hmm. to do yeah. uh, the entire <laughs> soundtrack. And and not tastefully. Like, it's the same as like the 1986 Transformers movie, where it they had a rule there, which is no dead space whatsoever. There always has to be music playing. If you watch that movie, 
Music is always <laughs> playing. And do the same thing here with this. You already hired a music uh, video director to do everything, so just let him do what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Just film a two-hour-long music video. I'd also like to point out I'd shorten the runtime. This did not need to be two oh, hours God. long. Probably a 45-minute movie <laughs> would do it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Solid hour and 15. <laughs> if, yeah. You say it was only uh, like 120 minutes, but it felt like four hours. Yeah. After a after really did. Let's make it 22 minutes, yeah. length of a Jeopardy episode. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> you could make a real kick-ass 22-minute cut of this movie for sure. Be great. Non-stop action, <laughs> non-stop queen. Adam, what would you do to fix this? Adam, fuck! Yeah, I know. Hold on, I'm thinking about it. Because like, there's there's so many things. Okay, we'll come back to him. Uh, Dave, what would you do? I didn't even get the rules. Like the whole yeah. like immortal system kind of actually built. And they also need people to actually know how to use swords. Yeah. Like, actual have sword battles instead of this weird. Like you and Tom? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get us out there. I think, this... I think we would be better than them. I think I think we might be. I wouldn't have as much sparks at my command, but I think we could step it up a notch. It's, it's really hard to understate how awkward the choreography is, especially when it's like Sean Connery and Clancy Brown, two dudes who like haven't held swords before in their entire lives. Okay, Adam. Yeah, I, I pull off that. Like, that was the biggest confusion for me for this movie was not having a clear set of rules. So I would have at least Sean Connery establish that. Just like, listen, this is a book that all immortals have been passing along. Here's what we have to follow. Here's what you have to be aware of. And then actually, like, yeah, dive into I don't, like dive into the mythos of being immortal, uh, understanding what these things, like the quickening is, the gathering, like put it as more of an urge rather than, oh, we just have to come together and fight. Like, explain why. What's what's the reward? What's going to come out of this? Because if it's just to, you know, become mortal and die, is that is that what you want? Could it, couldn't you just, like, convince a couple mortals or immortals to, you know, band together? And we're just like, listen, we're not going to fight. We're just going to run this world forever. Wouldn't that be a better outcome? Unless you go insane, like the Kurgan. So you either build the rules up really well, or you get rid of the rules completely. That would, see, like, that's the thing. It, yeah. it would have been great for them to like show Immortal just like, oh God, what just happened? Like I lived after having a stone fall on me and you get up and just like lost for 3000 years. Then that could have been Sean Connery and then like establishing all these things of just like, okay, this is what it can do. And then cuts off his hand, it like grows back. He's like, perfect. Now I know my limitations. So we get a better sense of that. They could have, yeah, they could have easily introduced some of those concepts. I like the idea of a book if only so that they could have a scene where Sean Connery gives McLeod a book and he's like, oh, you better read this. Oh, what's this? There seems to be a page out of uh, Take a look at that. And it's just two <laughs> stick figures 69ing each other. <laughs> what do you think about this? It's part of the rules. It's right there in the book. This isn't even the same paper. It's written in crayon. It's tradition. Passed down six thousand years. Yeah. So I would do. Th- I would essentially do the same thing. Like you. Like so. The best case scenario for this movie is essentially what the first John Wick is, right? If you think about it, like you don't need all of these shadowy rules and this cabal and all this like s- secret stuff about how the world works. Like you just need to say that he's immortal, and then that's it. You don't need to have this thing that spans five hundred years or whatever. It's just that he's immortal. And then he has to fight some bad guy and there's some cool sword fighting and then it's over. And then he can have a million sequels where he's like, I don't know, fighting all this shadowy continental, whatever immortal shit. But yeah, essentially, essentially just make it John Wick, but uh, Scottish. 
And also, in your first movie, if you're planning to make more, don't have it end. <laughs> you actually shouldn't end your your franchise, right? This is the first. It's like the Kirk, it's just the first on a series of journeys, right? It's like, no, that was it. He's got the, it all. Who's the, the craziest part of the state? Everything. How many movies can you ever say like they made sure that this would be almost sequel proof, and then they still had sequels, like? I guess, like, maybe Back to the Future, it kind of did it, too. But, like, Jesus, like, th- they made a statement, like, this is the end of the story. And yet, they managed still to have two sequels, a TV show, and then, like, a TV movie or something. Like, crazy. Crazy. Uh, it is crazy. And the fact that they thought it would work, or that they were ballsy enough to try it, I'm not sure what's more impressive. But Highlander's still successful, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Like people still like it. They they regard it fondly. I'm not sure why. The idea is great. And it lost money too. Yeah. It didn't it wasn't even a box. I just am flabbergasted by the whole thing. I don't understand. Is there another like it's, movie that did this where it failed? Like the idea behind it carried it through? Uh no, there can only be one. <laughs> Island. If you mess it, up that line one more time, Tom. <laughs> Episode's not over yet. I got I got one more in me, I think. But uh, it, it's it's rare. And it's especially strange when something has what is essentially a rough start to continue to make movies. RoboCop started strong and then got shitty. That's the normal arc. This started shitty, stayed shitty, then they kept making movies and TV series. Yeah, the TV series has 127 episodes. It did fairly well. And in one of those episodes, there's a mentally handicapped immortal who kills himself <laughs> on a train track. I haven't got to that one yet. <laughs> Wait, are you watching through them right now? I'm watching through them all right now. <laughs> trying oh. to. Oh, oh I'm going to start too. I fucking love this story. I'm I'm going to start watching them as well. Adrian Paul is a he would have been a great choice for Natural Duncan. Okay. So yeah, Connor. let's who would you cast modern era? Who's your uh your Connor? Who's your Highlander? Modern era? Gerard Butler. Liam Ooh. Neeson. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Liam, Liam Neeson is his daughter gets taken and then uh, yeah. he has to become a mortal first. I picked Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do a good job. There has to be like, a, is Gerard Butler the only Scottish action star? There's got to be another one. No, Sean Connery's dead. You can only have one. Hey, um, He's a good actor. <laughs> I guess you could have Ewan McGregor. He actually has done swordplay before. Could you buy him as a 500-year-old immortal man? Could you buy him as Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, I can picture him as like a heroin addict. (laughs) I didn't buy anything from the prequels. Not a single fucking thing. Except tickets, merchandise. Except spinning. (laughs) (laughs) I I did see every single one multiple times. Yeah, I bought the VHSs. Well, well, like David Tennant, Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, right. Too skinny. Would he have the ferocity? Right? Because he's supposed to be a warrior, too. What about James McCoyvey, or whatever his name is? Oh, James McAvoy? McAvoy? He's yeah. actually a good McCoyvey. actor. So. McCoyvey. <laughs> McCoyvey. Yeah, I like him as an actor. Uh, I'd cast uh, Charlize Theron. There. The That's real question, who do you cast as Ramirez? <laughs> what Spanish-Egyptian actor do you cast as Ramirez? <laughs> <laughs> I just keep Sean Connery. I just deep fake him into a new movie. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> What's, I like that. what's the name of the guy who was in uh, Game of Thrones and uh, he was uh, in Narcos? Oh, the Mandalorian? Yeah, the Pedro, Mandalorian. Pedro Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. 
Yeah, he could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've just made a way better movie. All right, let's take it to Hollywood. Hi, oh. Hollywood. Okay, who's your villain then? We're so close. We just need the villain. That's it. Uh, same same actor. Same actor. Clancy Brown? Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd watch Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown's the big winner from this movie, right? I think, I think so. Because so. he went on to have the most successful career. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Sean Connery at this point, because this was post-Zardoz. Yeah, but he had <laughs> Indiana Jones after this. I did The Rock. Okay, I guess he's a winner, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the real winner is Christopher Lambert, because he got to play Raid. <laughs> What does he say? He's, I'm trying to think of the line. He's on the boat and he does his stupid laugh and he's talking about the fucking tournament. Oh, it's, right. it's all incredibly. Well, I mean, the line that everybody remembers is it has begun. There's a skull that shoots out. And you go, oh, because it's 1995 and you're 10 years old. <laughs> Speaking of which, everyone get hype. We are definitely going to do the new Mortal Kombat. Whenever we oh, oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Definitely. But not before we do. Back to the Future 3. Anyways, that was our episode on the Highlander today. Thanks for coming, everybody. Bye. Actually, what happens to the other... My only question is, what happens to the other Highlanders? The movies. He goes to the future, the moon's like, broken, and it's... Uh... Oh, in, this, in the second one, I found... I, I, on, like, Kurgan's... Kurgan is a whole lengthy wiki page. And it turns out that the Kurgan is from a planet Zeist... And they are criminals there, and they're exiled to Earth. When they go to Earth, they become immortal. And Kurgan specifically was sent to Earth to hunt down Ramirez and McLeod to stop them from getting the prize. Never mind that, like, Kurgan is sent, like, 2,500 years before McLeod is even born. So he's just got, like, a couple millennia to just, like, chill out or whatever. Apparently, they just go to their, they're from this weird planet. They're aliens. So but they wow. made him immortal. By sending him to Earth so that he could win the prize to become mortal and die. Or go back to their planet. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, apparently also, like, they sent Clancy Brown the first 10 pages of the script. Not the full script. And then Lambert himself calls Brown. He's like, you got to do this movie. We have to do this. We got to get the band back together. And Brown is like, no way. This is the worst garbage I've ever read. Who wrote this crap? And of course, wouldn't you know it, Christopher Lambert says, I wrote it. And then that was the end of Clancy Brown's involvement in the Highlander series. And he was all the better for it. He won. He's a winner. He won. He got out. Sounds like that story of uh, Steven Seagal's screenplay. Hey, Rob Schneider. I just read the greatest screenplay of all time. Oh, really? Who wrote it? I did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't think we have anything else to say. I yeah. I I think we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like what? What else is there to say about Highlander? Uh, This concludes after hours. I'm not sure if you got three minutes of content or three seconds, but uh, thanks for tuning in. Ramirez, you know, you really should let her go and then you and I could uh, cozy up in this horribly laid out castle of yours. Women, get inside while I fucking suck my immortal brother. I think those were the exact words. Oh my God, you can't say that, Ramirez. Why? Just make him Scottish. What's wrong with that? You know, he loves me more. Uh, Orgasmic action. My boyfriend is way stronger than you. That's just like a weird love tingle. The man bikini. She's a forensic sword analyst. Is Christopher Lambert attractive? It's impossible to tell. It's the 80s. There's no way to know. Let me tell you people, 
I've been talking to all the turtles, and you know what the turtles are telling me? They're telling me I'm doing a great job, and to just keep going. Whoa, whoa, are you saying bears are stupid? I am saying bears are stupid. If there's any bears out there who are offended, come fucking fight me. Maybe that's what I would actually do if I was immortal. I wouldn't start a religion, I'd just be fucking everything I could find. Every organism there was. Let's make a show about it. And uh, one thing I, I want to see included in this episode is that entire second half of Princes of the Universe that I started spitting at the start. I want that all to stay in. And I want you to leave the uncomfortable silence afterwards. I just want it to play out in real time. Born to be kings, princes of the universe. Born to be kings, princes of the universe. I am immortal. I am inside the blood of kings. No man can be my equal. My planet needs me now. Yep. <laughs>